This is just to remind everyone that you can now find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and TuneIn, so don't be afraid to look for us on your favorite podcasting platform. If you have comments or suggestions, you can email us at suggestions at epilogpodcast.com. Also, we're on Twitter. Follow us at Epilogue Pod and tell us what you've been reading. We're good listeners. From the front to the back as pages turn, reading is a very fresh way to learn. listeners and welcome to epilogue the book after party my name is emily liz emily megan and today we're talking about the disappearing spoon by sam keen and our drink today uh emily can you tell us about the drink so our drink today it's called chemical reaction and it is a um a shot of either vodka or gin whichever is your preferred drink followed by a shot of emily's special um magical syrup which is basically uh, cabbage that I have <laughs> boiled down. Um, so what a lot of people don't know is that cabbage has a, um, a, so it's got a pigment in it. And this pigment, when it interacts with basic things, turns blue and acidity, it turns pink. So you're going to boil down some cabbage, red cabbage, and then you're going to add in just the tiniest little bit of baking soda and it will turn it blue. Then you put a shot of this in with something acidic like Sprite or anything involving lemon or lime juice, and it turns a very vibrant pink. So this is our chemical reaction that we have then topped with Pop Rocks. And I'm putting my Pop Rocks in now. And you can hear it. Oh, holy crap. It's the return so of the Pop Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun time that one time we had Pop Rocks. <laughs> one time we had Pop Rocks. So Listen, I'm holding up this speaker now. Ooh. Ah! <laughs> it's really loud. This is not an ASMR podcast. Man. <laughs> this would not be relaxing. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, it's in my face now. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. What are you doing, cat? He's playing with his grumpy cat toy. Yeah, so my cat has a lot of really noisy toys, so y'all are just going to have to deal. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> my cat's name is Champion. He's two months old, and he this is his first podcast. So, so yes, yeah, so the book is called The Disappearing Spoon and Other True Tales of Madness, Love, and the History of the world from the periodic table of elements and it's by sam king um so i'm just going to read the flap that's inside yeah before we get started and it's worth noting this is our first non-fiction book that we are doing so if this podcast seems a little different from our normal one that's probably why why did gandhi hate iodine i element 53 why did the japanese kill godzilla with a missile made of catamine element 46 how did radion 88 nearly ruined Marie Carey's reputation. And why did Teleram element 52 lead to the most bizarre gold rush in history? The periodic table is one of our crowning scientific achievements, but it's also a treasure trove of passion, adventure, betrayal, and obsession. Uh, the fascinating tale in the disappearing spoon follows carbon, neon, silicone, gold, and every single element on the table as they play out their part in human history, finance, mythology, conflict, the arts, medicine, and the lives of the frequent mad scientists who discover them. Uh, and I will note that we are probably going to mispronounce uh, a handful of these yeah. elements. Um, That's okay. Because there are a lot of these ones that are not common, and it's been a long time since I took chemistry. Uh, 
I have never taken chemistry, yeah. so I'm just flying blind. <laughs> I will give a little bit of backstory since this was my pick. Um, Sam Keen released this book when I was in the college taking chemistry, and he actually came and talked at our university, and oh, I got cool. bonus points if I went and saw it. And after his talk, I was like, hey, he's kind of cute, and this book sounds cool, so I went and bought a copy and had him sign it. So uh, I then proceeded to read it as I was taking both chemistry and organic chemistry, and really enjoyed it, which is why I chose it as mine for our random stage. Uh, so basically the book kind of breaks down the periodic table into chapters that kind of start with, you know, how the table itself was formed and how we discovered kind of some minute details about the elements and then goes on to define them in biology and then kind of human-wise how they're used in, you know, our money and our wars and our culture and all that. And then it kind of ends with a whole bunch of chapters about current scientific chemical discoveries that are happening. So it's kind of like the anthropology of the periodic table of elements. Yeah. And um, how that relates to humans. Basically. So we don't necessarily have like a, a character to follow besides the elements. So I think how we're going to basically just do this is we're just going to kind of start at the beginning and talk about all this stuff and the different stories that we kind of enjoyed in this book. Yeah. I've got a handful of favorites. One of the things that I really liked was the actual very introduction to this book, which isn't even in the book, it's in the introduction, is just the author talking about getting to play with Mercury as a <laughs> child. And I recently discovered a Mercury thermometer in my office when I started my new job and promptly was like, oh, I'm not going to break this because it's Mercury and I know it's bad. And then I was putting it away and it fell and it broke. So <laughs> then I proceeded to get to play with Mercury for the afternoon before I then bottled it up. Um, That's funny. So, and that was one of the other reasons I picked this was because that happened like a few months ago. It was fresh <laughs> on my mind. But he then goes to talk about how, like, mercury was used to, like, cure stomach aches. So we kind of know where Lewis and Clark were because they used to take these mercury pills to clear their bowels. So we have oh, all these man. spots of, like, high updone mercury through this whole course. So they kind of can figure out, kitten, no, chips <laughs> no are not for you. Not for you. No chips. Chips are good for kitties. No. So um, there are, like, spots of mercury all the way along mm -hmm. where they so were. So they can that's, kind of figure out where they camped because they basically amazing. Wow. took these big samples of mercury to help with bowel movements. And, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that sound pleasant. No. And, yeah, so they basically are like, this is where Lewis and Clark pooped. Oh, <laughs> nasty. Um, I find that fascinating. I mean, with <laughs> animals we can do with humans. Yeah. Like, tracking so poop. That was one of the early on, like, that opens the book, and I kind of really liked um, that sold me on this book from the yeah, beginning. The kickoff. The kickoff was <laughs> Lewis and Clark pooping out. Mercury. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, so Liz, what was one of your favorite tales? From one this of my book? favorite stories um, was from the chapter political elements, and there was a scientific team. A lot of these stories, so a lot of these discoveries occurred um, around like World War One, World War Two. So, like, Hitler comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, and since a lot of these scientists are Jewish, like, that particular issue um, comes up quite a bit. And so there's this partnership between um, a scientist named Meitner and Hahn. Uh -huh. And they... The author claims there was nothing sexual between them. But <laughs> the, way, the way he writes it, I'm just like... They fell into a pleasing relationship where he performed the chemistry, identifying what elements were... Present radioactive samples, and she performed the physics. I'm just like, mm, she performed the physics. I was like, I'm like, I feel like that's that's almost a combat because early in the chapter they talk about uh, Pierre and Marie Carey. Oh yeah, and it's one of those things that like after he, when Pierre dies, 
Marie goes off to have several lovers, and there's yeah. documentation of her lovers, and this made her kind of scandalous because she had these lovers, yeah. so I think he kind of, that was his way of being like, we don't know for certain that this happened, Yeah, but... oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, who knows? But, but um, she was a lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't really tell you about the science, because a lot of it went over my head. But what was interesting was that she always put him as co-author... And made sure he always received credit on everything that they published since they did the work together. But then during World War II, um, since she was Protestant but she had Jewish heritage, okay. she basically had to skedaddle oh, and yeah. not uh, be around. And She was hiding in Sweden. Yeah, she was hiding. You said they were German? Yes, I think they were German. I, think... I mean, it doesn't really matter where they were because <laughs> they're going to find you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Basically, they should have gotten a Nobel together, uh-huh. but Han only Han got it, oh, that and sucks. he didn't really speak up for her. Aww. But she had the like ultimate last laugh because this element was named Hanium after after him. Yeah, but due to a dispute over naming rights, an international committee uh, stripped the element of that name and gave it a different name. They, dubbing it Dubnium, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, but Meitner got her own element called ah. Meitnerium. And once you have an element named after you, you don't get it again. Like, uh-huh. he, there's so, never so going to be another it. one. So, like, oh, okay. So he was named after he was taken away, and so that was his one mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, and now she's an element forever. She, is, she forever has element 109. So she dunked on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's he, like, you didn't so get a no away his shot. Yeah. Maybe you can prize, but. You got an element. There's an element, girl. It's full of, like, amazing stories of, like, women in science. Yeah, like, the chapters we read, yeah. It was just fascinating and, like, frustrating and inspiring. It was really cool. And I really love that story because it was, like, what a legacy. (laughs) I do do find it interesting, like, throughout the, like, the entire book. Like, there's always this element of, like, the men. There's always this element of, like, men, aside from, like, the, the stories of, like, you know, Marie Curie and, like, all of these women who were scientists in their own right, there's always this other story of women who, you know, were by their husband's side and, like, their relationships suffered because of their husband's or their partner's pursuits of science. Yeah. And I thought that was a little sad. Yeah. yeah. Or chemical warfare. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, this book had some ups and some downs. I kind of did like there was one, and I want to say chapter. I want to say it was in sixteen. Um, one of the chapters. One of the chapters, but it talked about the scientist who basically discovered the X-ray. Oh, that was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. And he basically thought he was going crazy until he he like his wife came to check on him, and she's like, he made her put his hand in front and took an X-ray of her hand. Oh yeah, I've seen that. So that picture. when she. Saw it as well. He knew he wasn't crazy. <laughs> That's so That'll funny. Do it. Like, yeah, I need a witness. Like, I, yeah, he was like he he knew people were gonna think he was crazy for doing this for having light go through black paper. Yeah. Um. So he had his wife do it, and then he was like, "Okay, I'm not crazy. How do I make people believe that I'm not crazy? Yeah. Without making everyone do this. Um. So that one that was another fun story that I thought was cool. I actually so the bit on. Uh, Marie Curie and Pierre Curie was really short, but I actually... Because they're very famous, I think. They are really famous, um, and, but I really liked that he did include them in there, and I like the fact that, um, after Pierre died and 
Marie went on to have a lover and to show people her radioactive elements in closets and people thought it was scandalous because she'd be in a closet oh, with men. Oh, what a badass. Because she was trying to show them that it glowed. And then they told um, her not to show up to the Nobel and she's like, Fuck hell yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm she shows crazy. up anyways. Like, Wait, I did not know that Was she going to get the Nobel Prize? Or so was she got two. Pierre. Okay. No. Pierre so got. her, her yeah. and Pierre got their first one in physics in 1903. And then they got awarded a second one in, I want to say, like, 1911 or something. But okay. Pierre had died by then. So, so she was going she to She got it. it. Yeah, okay. so she got it alone. And they so told she, her not to come? They told her not to come because she, she was a slut. She was scandalous. <laughs> oh, Marie. Um, she was a harlot. And she showed up anyway. And she was sleeping yeah, with a married man. It was not good press. Well, <laughs> I mean, but, but even with that, it was just like, I was nominated and I won a Nobel Peace yeah, Prize. Right? Not keeping no, no, it. No, not Peace Prize. Oh, sorry. Peace. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Nobel Prize sorry. in Nobel uh, chemistry. Chem- so chemistry, she's sorry. one in chemistry and she's one in physics. And she's oh, one okay. of the few people to hold one in each. Yeah, I think yeah. there's only like three people in the history of. It's one of those who just like you're not keeping me from the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. Fuck that. You know how hard I worked. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I had to do. <laughs> I, I was in closet because of this. Men. <laughs> yeah. So I really, uh, I really liked her section on hers enough to the point where I bought uh, an autobiography or not an autobiography, a biography about her, Mary which will probably Curie. be one of my next books that I'm going to oh, read. I'd love to read that. Um, and furthermore, I like the fact that her. Like, not only was her husband, like, willing to let her be an equal player and all this, but they encouraged their daughter, and their daughter won her own Nobel Prize wow. in uh, either chemistry or physics. What was her daughter's name? It's Irene Jote Curry. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. such a So, name. and she actually came close to winning, too, because she was really, really close to figuring out fusion, but she, like, turned left instead of right. No. And, like, someone else got fusion. Then. So far, yeah. Um, that sucks. But That's but funny. still, like the fact that That's she in her own right, yeah, yeah, earned another earned in one. Um, That's it's amazing. Still pretty cool. Can you imagine being in that family? Who's just like, listen, your great grandmother, your grandmother earned Nobel prizes. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing with your life? What are you life? doing with your life? Sitting in a room playing video games, getting high. Seriously. <laughs> there's a movie called The Triumph of Love. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. from a French play, and the movie is staged in such a way that it looks like a play. But it is basically the you know the woman who plays Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter she's mm-hmm. in it she plays this like Mary Curie type character and she and her brother are like have secluded themselves because the political climate they don't they don't want like the government and the government hates them but they're secluded and they're doing these experiments and so basically what happens is the the queen decides that she wants. They hate her, and she wants to be, like, she wants to reconcile. So the way that she goes about this is she dresses as a man and decides to, like, infiltrate their household. And he, she seduces the woman, and she seduces the her brother. She also seduces their young charge, who she actually is in love with. And so she she lets the father, the, the brother, know that she is a woman. And she lets the, the young charge the young charge know, but then she pretends to be a man for the woman. And it's just the funniest it's the funniest movie ever. But this kinda of reminds me of that because she gets really caught up in it and she's like oh. And she can't do her experiments because she's just so flustered. It was really cute. But yeah, that's awesome. What is what is your favorite, Megan? Um, mine is from I wanna say chapter nine. Uh, the Poisonous Corridor. 
about the radioactive Boy Scout. <laughs> what is that? It's a it's mainly about like a kid named David Hall who was after a merit badge in Boy Scouts. With something to do with like chemistry or something like that. And so he decided that he was going to build like like a radioactive a nuclear reactor. Yeah, the new reactor. Nuclear, reactor. Yeah. In his family's basement, and his mom's like, "We have to go to the garage." <laughs> so his mom sequestered him to the garage. Actually, she sent him out to the shed in the, the back shed. of the like, corner because that's not going to prevent the radiation from right? still, like, yeah. you know. He was like, and he and they said like he was an indifferent and poor student, but like this just captured him. I mean, everyone's a genius at something, and yeah, like, that this is clearly. But he just... really wasn't a genius. <laughs> like he well, could... I built one, didn't he? Got pretty close. He came pretty yeah, close. So, I mean, without he, training, that's genius. he managed. He couldn't manage to do it because he couldn't actually manage to get the like pemo- the yeah. chemicals. Yeah, I would assume. But like, he got super far. I don't like, think. I think his mom threw it away when he got really close. No, like, no, no, no. no. He was getting investigated, and then oh, she was okay. just like, "Okay, all this shit oh, has to go." Yeah. <laughs> but like, but it was so funny, like having the author detail this story because it was just like you know armed with a dentist apron to keep the radioactivity from his organs. <laughs> and it was just like, he would, like, after he'd done experimenting for the day, he would come out, throw all his clothes away, and his mom and his stepdad were just like, we thought it was odd here, we thought it was perfectly good clothes, but we thought David's smarter than everybody else. He probably has some <laughs> he reason. probably there's a reason. That is a very chill mom. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is like, I'm not sure weird. my mom would allow oh, me to like, like, do that shit. What the fuck are you doing in my yeah. house? Why are you throwing his clothes away? It was like, but uh, I forget what happens, um, but somebody catches wind or like he's like found out in some way. I think he buys something. They're just like, what, what do you, why do you, why do you need this? Yellow cake uranium. <laughs> um, this is also like, I believe Cold War times. Yeah. Yeah. So. They found him trying to like steal, a, they thought he was trying to steal a car. That's right. Yeah. They were trying to steal a car. What was he trying to do? He was trying to get, some, I think he was trying to get an element from some from something of the car. I think it was the car battery. Oh, okay. Trying to leach one of the elements like the or like something. A, yeah, yeah. From there. And they were just like, um, what are you doing Excuse around this car? Yeah. And they take him in. He's just like, I'm just building a nuclear reactor. He didn't tell them that. Because he would have been in jail. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they knew what he exactly what he was doing. They just knew, like, the car was full of, like, like strange powders and, like, various, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, equipment yeah. that was, like, They took his car and they were just like, is this dude making meth? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, he was just like, oh, I'm just like, you know, nothing, da 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 And he's like, he calls his mom and it's just like, I need, um, uh, I need police station. Yeah. Um, his mom was like, okay, so all this is going in the trash. Yeah. Because the trash throws everything away. And like you know, and he you know doesn't he get he doesn't really get like you know punished for it or anything like that. It's just like oh you crazy kid. Um, and he goes into like the navy, um, and they recognize that he has this propensity, but they're just like mm, no, like we're not gonna. We're You're not gonna, gonna make him a nuclear engineer with the subs and everything. No, they're like no, we're not gonna that, curse. But he like wanted didn't. that, but they were not gonna let him do it. Aww. I think that's the wise choice. Yeah. Cause it, cause it, cause, I mean, fair. Cause it, it was like, this, like, yeah, it was like it was like this fanatical like yeah. concentration that he had on, it, and it was just like maybe a little he was too. autistic. He possibly could have been on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but like you know, so he leaves the navy, and like the way his story ends in the book is that like you know he was caught taking batteries out of smoke detectors in his apartment building to leach. Um, what was the lithium? Lithium. Oh. Lithium. To leach lithium, lithium yeah. out of the batteries, and they were Which, just like, stop this. Stop. Please I mean, stop. this is a instance like if he was given an outlet, like this probably wouldn't have happened. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like he made a crude neuron gun. Like yeah. that's not like that's not easy that's, thing to yeah. do. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a really gun. sad story. So it, it uh, it's I believe it's like a 
It's a gun that can shoot, uh, like, electrons and knock them off. So what does it do, like, in... It makes things radioactive. Okay. It makes normal elements radioactive. Yeah, he made a super crude one. Like, he wasn't an idiot. Like, he understood this. It's a neutron gun. Yeah, neutron. I'm sorry. I'm not pronouncing things very well. The vodka has already hit me, and (laughs) we're talking science, so this is not going to be good, people. It's like, he didn't understand a lot of things, like, but he understood this. Like, there's a funny, like, anecdote where, like, his girlfriend's mother was just like, "You you have got to stop talking to people about the food. At, about what food? About the food at parties, because he would go down to like the molecular level of food and give them really unappetizing, like facts about what they were about eating food. about food, and they were just like, "You've got stuff." That he sounds <laughs> autistic to me. He, um, he probably was on the spectrum of some on on some level. He he. I mean, again, they needed an outlet. Poor guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like it was low key sad because he probably could have done a lot. This but... is the camp counselor in me that used to work with autistic kids. I'm like, poor kid. Don't steal fire detectors though. Yeah, well, that, I mean, if you had, I mean, if you it. really want lithium, you can go to the store and buy batteries, dude. You don't need to take them out of your smoke detectors. Yeah. But it's, it's, that, it's that whole thing was just like that leap didn't occur to him. But it's like, oh, batteries have. I mean, motors have batteries. I'll just take them out of the smoke detector. Like it was that kind of logic leap that didn't yeah. happen. Poor guy. But yeah, that was the most interesting story to me. This dude was like. He's just like, I'm just going to build, like, you know, I'm just going to build this thing in my shed. In my yeah. I raided it later, and they were just like, holy shit. Yeah, they were just like, um, ma'am. Everything here is hot as hell. Uh, <laughs> um, you were talking about one that is about gold and money. Yeah. Did we want to, uh, yeah, we'll do that one, and then I'll let come back to her Castro one, which I think is one she wanted to talk about. Because that was the... You tweeted about that, about the element that they were trying to kill. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was tweeting this book a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I wear all kind of tweets. So one of the ones that I actually really liked, I actually really liked all of chapter 13, which is about the elements and money. Um, And one of the things that they uh, talk about was kind of like this gold rush that took place. And they actually focused, or he, Sam, Mr. Keen, Dr. Keen. 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 Keen kind of focused on um, the gold rush that happened in Australia instead of the United oh, States. interesting. Because basically what you had was a lot of people who went down there and they found iron pyrite, or fool's gold, yeah. and thought that it was real gold. No. Um, and then so they sad. basically realized that there was... Uh, so they throw that over their shoulder, and they kept looking for real gold, but they kept also finding um, yellow calorite, which is uh, tel- telromium? with a little bit of gold mixed in in it. And at some point, like, someone came down and realized what it was, and all you have to do is heat it up, and then the elements separate, so then you can get the gold. To the point where people going through the town and, like, knocking down buildings to get what they had... Because they built their buildings out of this, like, stone, basically. And they basically destroyed the town, taking all these stones out to try to harvest all the little amounts of gold that they could out of it. So I thought that was really kind of... That reminds me of Cooper Petty uh, in... Australia, which is a town that's mostly underground because it used to be opal mines. They still mine opals there, but, like, all of the people live it underground. They just um, sank from the mining? No, the, oh, okay. they're using old mining tunnels, basically. Oh, and it's okay. just so fucking hot that they're like, you know what? And nowadays, a that lot of it... might actually be the town. I forgot. I have to look up what the... I'm trying... I looking it up. If it you've ever seen... Uh, no, it's a C. Um, oh, okay. If you've ever Here seen... That movie that takes place in Australia, Priscilla Queen Crocodile of the Desert. Desert. No, Priscilla Queen <laughs> of the Desert. Desert. They stop in Cooper Petty, and that's where he gets his ass beat for being oh, the Cooper transvestite. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that movie, but yes, yeah, yeah, that's Cooper Petty. Oh. 
So, and then the other one that I really liked in that same chapter was they talk about um, europium, uh, which is element 63. Again, I'm probably not actually saying that properly, but they kind of talk about how it is this metal that fluoresces and they... Fluoresces? Fluoresces. It, it glows. Yeah, it's fluoresces. Um, and the uh, European Union basically uses it on the euro. Oh. And with mixed with other elements to basically make it so that you can identify counterfeits or not. So you so can you kind of like put a black light on it, or mm-hmm. oh, so you okay. put a black light on it, and it's got like the secondary design on it. And so like um, that they're doing with like money now. Yeah. Same, like, so it's this way of kind of preventing it. And I googled it, and I'm gonna say I found a picture of it <laughs> of the of yeah fluorescing euros. Yeah, I'm gonna. I do have euros actually. upstairs, but I don't have a black light. So you can actually look online and you can see what it's got. And it's actually, like, it's a pretty detailed thing. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Of what it is. So you can definitely, it's oh, it's definitely so cool. not something that can be easily counterfeited. And they have basically denied to tell anyone what mixture they have used. Well, and, that makes sense. Well, yeah. there are chemists out there that are like, you know, we could take some of these bills and figure it out. So... Nobody has kind of really come forward with that. I'm sure if someone really wants to counterfeit them, they could. But one of the points that they do make... They make it um, harder. Yeah. Well, one of the points that they make when they even talk about, like, uh, Newton yelling at people for clipping coins was that all the time and energy you spend wasting trying to counterfeit money, you could just get a job and make money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, well, yeah. Or, like, but... the 100 euro has these really cool orange stars on it, so I really like that one. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, I actually, yeah, when I go to Poland next year, I'm going to come back with a bunch of euros and a black light. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do Pol- uh, does Poland use the euro? You know, I don't know. I, sh- I, I have to look into that before I go to Poland. I do have some euros from going to, um, for being in Amsterdam, though, yeah. so when I go home, I can maybe also, I'll find them in a black light. Yeah, I'm going to Finland tomorrow, so I guess you can you yeah, finish money. Then. You can just take a black light with you to yeah. make sure all your money is good. But I thought that was a really cool, more modern way that we do use elements. Yeah, that's interesting. One of my favorite stories is the Poisoner's Corridor chapter. There's mm-hmm. a section on thallium. And I'll just read the section because it's very interesting. Um, Thallium has a gruesome record of killing spies, orphans, and great aunts with large estates. But rather than relive darker scenes, maybe it's better to recall Element 81's single foray into admittedly morbid comedy. During its Cuba-obsessed years, the Central Intelligence Agency hatched a plan to powder Fidel Castro's socks with a sort of talcum powder tainted with thallium. The spies were especially tickled that the poison would cause all his hair, including his famous beard, to fall out, which they hoped would emasculate Castor in front of his comrades before killing him. Wow. There's no record of why this plan was never attempted. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's funny. This chapter also has information on thalidomide, which is a really famous drug that caused a bunch of birth defects, but is now being used to treat cancer. Yeah. Yeah. It was... was Thalidomide. Thalidomide was the... It was the drug that was used to alleviate women from uh, morning sickness, Mm -hmm. but it ended up causing their unborn children to eventually be born with no arms and legs. Right. I did hear that. Yeah. 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 Because it just didn't go through proper testing. Yeah. 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 Like, work with mice. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, and, you know, how about we not give pregnant women something while they're growing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, 
you can give pregnant women medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It needs to be properly tested, yeah, which yeah. slitamide wasn't. But yeah, now it was it's not. still being used for other things, which I actually didn't know. Me either. Which I thought, I thought was it just went out of favor after, but... Well, like, well actually, any drug company's going to find another. True. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like the fact that... Uh, so the, the chapter following poisoning was medicine, and that was something that was kind of brought up repeatedly, is we have these things that can be really harmful in large scales, but we have found that they can be used as really good medical practice. Yeah, microdosing. Yeah. yeah. On a smaller scale, or if used properly, or, um, so they talk about Louis Pastel, who we all know is really well known for, you know, the rabies vaccine and all this other stuff, but one of the things that he first came up with was, and we're gonna go chemical here, chemistry flashback, was the handness of elements, so, you know, if people remember, elements have what we call a hand, handness, so they've got a left way and a right way based off of which way you turn them based yeah. off of the ranking of them on them, and then that in turn affects how they interact with other things, so the right hand way of an element could be really toxic, but the left hand wouldn't be, or vice versa, so... And that's how they tell if, like, an asteroid comes to Earth, they can tell that it's from space, because it, on Earth we don't have any left-handed sugars, but on... Uh, no, I think you've got that backwards. Oh, yeah? I think... Space think is right-handed. Space Earth is, is right. Earth is left. What the fuck? Yeah. Where all of our... Yeah, because all Earth biology, I think, is left-handed. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I think the, it's other the other way around. Right. Yeah. And so that's how they tell um, if it's an asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, uh, Me and my old roommate, who was a chemistry major, used to call each other left-handed sugars. Uh. No, and <laughs> they touch on that in... Um, I think he talks about that in the... He does one of the chapters is on stars and space stuff and he talks about oh, like cool. fusion that's happening in stars and stuff and he talks about that in space is like if we were to have something come from Jupiter we would know it's from Jupiter because it would probably be right handed and stuff. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And if it is left handed we wouldn't fucking know anything yeah. better. Because that's so, the best chest we have. Is everyone that's right handed are we aliens? That's what I was thinking of yeah. I was like wait a minute am I from space? <laughs> we are all stardust. We all, all made of stardust. We are. We are all made from stars. Um, stars. So that I kind of liked in there because it was like Louis Pasteur's known for biology, but here he did this really cool thing with. Is this uh, Louis Pasteur or Pastel? Uh, Louis Pasteur. It's Pasteur. the same guy. Who, it's the same guy who did rabies and like the broth test. But what Pasteur? Did he do the like pasteurize that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that was his okay, same guy. It's all okay. the same guy. Yeah. Louis Pasteur. Like, like he really like he built Pasteur. like, you know, he got shit in that. He got like that. He got so He was stuff super productive and then when he died and they like made a university based off of him, like his students from his university were super productive. Like this is an amazing yeah. French person. I think he's French. Yes. 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 Louis Pasteur. Um so, but no, basically what happened is he found this left or right-handedness by looking at wine, which made me think of Liz, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to find things. It is. It really is the only way to find like the most, anything. Like, the most interesting chapter I found that the whole book was the Poisoner's Corridor. I don't yeah. know why. It was just the chapter that... It's like, about, like, how people poison each other, basically. No. No, about how... About the same thing. Handedness. Handedness. It oh. was just, like, how... One side of it can be completely, you know, benign. It can actually help you. And the other side of it could kill you. And that's why thalidomide happened. It was the handedness yes. was, oh, okay. was wrong. I yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, the the other way it could have potentially helped, but it was just the wrong handedness. Yeah. I really, I like that chapter too, because it opened up with cadmium. 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 Yeah. And it talked about how, um, yeah, so there's a, it basically was large scale poisoning of water systems in a, 
in the towns around a mining town in Japan oh, okay. because of this leaching into the water and the people oh, drinking cadmium it. Blues. And then right. cadmium replacing um, like the calcium, the calcium in bones. their bones because it mimicked Oof. them. And then they actually, he flash forwards to talking about how a lot of the rescuers from 9-11 ended up having cadmium poisoning as well because cadmium is found in computers. So when the towers burned and all the computers oh. went up, people who were breathing in those fumes ended yeah. up having yeah. Mobile it. phones and stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's actually a, a leverage episode where they're trying to stop a big box store from moving into the small town. Mm-hmm. And the way they're doing that is they the cadmium blues. They're like, um, this. there's an old mine underneath this... Uh, area and if you put this big box store on top of it you're just going to everyone's gonna get sick and that is how i know what that is <laughs> yeah it was, it was a super interesting chapter because they called it the ita ita disease which is the ouch ouch disease because every time you touch somebody who'd been afflicted by this poison their bones would just break oh, no. like one doctor who was like he was trying to take a girl's pulse and he just broke her wrist because oh, her bones were so fragile oh, wow. and like the one scientist who was just like i think i think this is the water people were just like it's not the water he was like John Snow shit. <laughs> he was like, I honestly, this might be the water. I was like, and he was like, no, and it was proven that it was the water, and he was right the whole time. No one ever believes. Well, I think it's one of those like, and it's the same issue you have now, and we find now whenever you find like large scale companies that have contaminated drinking water, is that there's always this hesitation to, and the companies are always going to deny that it was yeah. their fault because the cleanup of that is so, it's so expensive, expensive yeah. and horrendous. And then like, you know, these people like that's the issue here is even if you know that it's the drinking water you can get the clean water the issue here is the calcium is replaced with this and the calcium yeah. can't get can't you fight can't, it back out it's yeah. got too strong of a hold so these people are living with this issue yeah, yeah. Um, and their bones are super just super super brittle and mm-hmm. like yeah well that sucks also the vermouth element I thought because I actually have a picture of um of bismuth in the book yeah his mouth is yeah, so cool. pretty. Oh yeah, and I've seen it before. Cool. And I didn't yeah. know until I saw it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, because it's iridescent and it's rainbow. The the um, Smithsonian uh, Natural History Museum has a very beautiful. They do have a collection really of all sorts yeah, of things, of that. Yeah, including I know. that. Yeah. And, I've, Sorry. I have to say, this book made me, like, I was constantly stopping to Google things <laughs> as I was reading this book. Because I was like, oh, I want to see what this looks like. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then, Ooh, I it's fascinating. See so. and, and I did not know this from reading this book, that the, um, that the, the biz in Pepto-Bismol is from bismuth yeah. because it's in, oh, because it's a stomach, it helps with the stomach. Lines your stomach. Yeah, and it helps alleviate stomach ailments. And I was like, oh, nowhere near as well as mercury. <laughs> no, no well, it definitely does it better than please, mercury. Please, if you, if you have a stomach ache, please don't swallow, please, I beg of you. Does anybody else remember um, that story that all of us got in English class or something, or a biology class, um, or maybe I just got it, where it was this small town and they discovered, like, a vat of mercury, but nobody knew what it was. And so they were just like, oh, this is... Because mercury is very pretty. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, what is this... I with it. I was like, what is this silver? So it was like people were mesmerized by this liquid, by this silvery liquid, to the point where people were just, like, you know, dousing their skins in it and, like, putting it in their hair. And people, like, teenagers, always teenagers because they're fucking stupid, would dip, like, their cigarettes in it and smoke the cigarettes. They were just like, and then people, you know, started like, you know, hemorrhaging from the eyes and the lungs. Dying. Yeah. Is this were, a true story or? Yeah. Oh my I ha- god. I like, I have to Google it. I, I think I have too many vague terms. Yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but I remember this story, and it's just like, oh, that vat you found of that pretty silver liquid. That's fucking mercury, you guys. Why was there a vat? Who the fuck knows? Okay, I'm googling this. 
three of us have the same question. <laughs> so last night I was reading this and I was reading the about um and I like was in bed and I like gasped and I went, Oh my god. And Sam like perked up and was like, What? I'm like, Did you know about this guy who turned himself blue and he was like in American mm. politics? He was like, Oh yeah, Stan Jones. I'm like, What, what? the fuck? <laughs> like I never heard about this guy, but he, I love like, how Sam just knew. What happened? Yeah, you know, he's like, Yeah, he like looks really weird. Yeah. Well, he ate silver because he thought it was like good for him. Oh wow. Yeah, Y2K. and he was like he's like, I do it again. So he was really worried about Y two K so he like consumed silver to Whatever he's libertarian. So okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's this is basically his bank, his way of. Keeping well, I get. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. He, he thought like Y two K would like create a crisis, like yeah. we all did. I mean, we were all he, like, he, super he, hyped. He thought it was he a started good this, like five years ahead. Of time. He started yeah. five years ahead of time and consumed silver, and he looks like a very sad Smurf. What is his name? <laughs> Stan Jones. I'm Stan, I just looked at it right now because I I didn't look last night because I was like I need to sleep, but but he was like I do it again too, like. Like, this dude is fucking blue. He, like, he's a true believer, and that's not even a great picture. He's it's not a, even a great but you get the picture. He's very blue. Yeah. And he just really believed, because silver's just been seen as healing, as a healing thing, and he so just thought... it's the it same thing work. with copper, is that yeah. they've got this kind of minor antimicrobial process, and copper actually does it a little bit better than silver does, that, like, bacteria and stuff that goes across the metal picks up... Um, some of the the metal and it basically like dehydrates them and stuff like that so like there's a little bit of science behind it but he used to take silver like cording wires and put them in water and then run an electrical charge through them and then drank this water like he was in like super stupid. Or no, I think he did it with moonshine actually. Yeah, Yeah. you are fucked up. You're drinking hard Where is he from? It was like Arizona or something. I mean, I think it was from Arizona. Yeah. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah. It was like, but I, was I don't like, think it does. I don't think. It does. <laughs> I really. I'm they, gonna push back they on they that. They do have silver mines in Arizona. It was like, like, I do. I do. But love it wasn't it. from mines. It was just <laughs> like I do love it. Like the end of like that segment about, and he was just like, I do it again. <laughs> Oh my God. What a conclusion! Wait, so is he still eating silver, or he just turned himself blue and he's done? You're blue forever. Ever. You're blue yeah. forever. Oh my God. Once you consume silver, you're blue and you're done. You're blue forever. See, there's no amount of detoxing. No, no vegan diet. You're blue. No cutting out lactose or salt. I can't. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is strange. Like, I was like, I was reading the chat and I was just like, this white man. <laughs> hey. He's blue. He's, uh, <laughs> he's blue, yeah. You can't blame this on the white people. He's blue now. He's from, uh, Before he became a blue American. He's from Montana. Before he became a proud blue American. He was a white man. <laughs> <laughs> and this white man decided, no, I'm going to. Let me just fucking ingest silver from wire. And Y2K was crazy, but, like, I never heard of that. That's, me either. That's a real weird uh, So people response. knew about him because he ran for political office. Yeah, he office. did. Yeah. Office. And it was, like, 2002, 2003. And so yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, the blue guy. Okay. I was like, what the? How did you not share this information? I know, I was, like, really he, mad. He ran for, un- unsuccessfully, for the yes. governorship of Montana twice. Yes. Uh, both times. Because I'm not Because he's fucking blue. Because that is like, you also make shit decisions, my yeah. dude. <laughs> I mean, if this is the... I can't like, trust you with the budget. This is the culmination of your poor decisions. You're literally <laughs> blue. blue. For like, life. you wear your mistakes on your face. <laughs> it's like, forever. To quote the Sandlot, forever. Forever, <laughs> ever. Ever, ever. Ever, Forever, ever. ever. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. But I never heard it's just of like, this. why does this white man do this? Oh my god. 
Y'all are a special breed of people sometimes. <laughs> I will not deny it. This book is full of those stories. Yeah. And some of those stories read to really cool scientific discoveries. Yeah. And then led to blue turn blue. people. <laughs> and like those stories are like, we're going to do this for science. And he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do me. I'm going to be the lone surviving dude in the world. I'm going to survive the Matrix or whatever he thought was I ate silver. Damn. I'm going to do it again, too. Dude, you're literally blue. Yeah. To each their own, I suppose. you got to imagine this to jokes that people just, like, laid on his ass. Yeah, like... It's like, feeling blue, Stan? Blue, Stan? Oh, Stan, you're looking a little blue. It's like, I bet, since he's from Montana, he has a gun specifically for that comment. Probably. Um, so to come back to the itai itai outrage disease, and this was in the the back of the book that Emily read. Um, so the reason that they kill Godzilla with cadmium tip missiles is because of the itai itai oh. outrage disease. Um, and that that itai itai that's from Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. From Japan. So everyone, like, that's interesting because everyone it, had that in their consciousness. Yeah. They knew of that town that everyone... Knew the town, they knew of the disease and stuff. Like, like, oh, blues. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To the point where they knew that everybody would get this reference. And, like, an H-bomb gave Godzilla his Godzilla-ness, but they're like, no, but cadmium, though. Cadmium, though. <laughs> we need to talk about this one. Yeah. <laughs> H-bomb. Specifically. No. H-bomb, give us Godzilla. We can deal with this. We can Cadmium, this. no. Nope. Nope. That's horrible. No, thank you. That's horrible. This is an interesting book. I think we should do a nonfiction round, um, definitely. I would love to read. He has a book about, like... The Violinist something. He has that one. I was going to say, he's got, like, five or six books. And a new one just came out, like, a few weeks ago. He has one on um, neurologists, like, dueling neurologists. Because neurologists are crazy. And, like, anything with the brain (laughs) is, like, so dramatic. Like, they're a very dramatic group of people. Um, Scientists just general. They're just And neurologists are just like, ugh. (laughs) Worse. So I really want to read it because anything with the brain is just so fascinating. I want to hear him tell those stories because he was a good storyteller. It kind of was like a little all over the place, but... Yeah. yeah, it was. That's kind of the structure of the book. And yeah, it doesn't really have. Like, I didn't a, find it as because when Emily, um, which is like, oh, want you guys to read this book? It's not fiction. I like it. It's a little dense. I was just like, oh god, we're getting the textbook territory. I was like, it's actually no. not that dense. So it gets it gets a little dense in the later chapters. Like, um, so I actually really like the chapter at the end that talks about uh, below zero and elements at below zero. Oh, interesting. And when you start talking like superconductors and like plasmodial phases like the physics gets really heavy and he Mm -hmm. kind of like a lot of like that chapter i read twice because it's just the terminology to get through yeah Yeah. um so as the science as the history of science progresses the later chapters definitely i thought got a little bit denser and um yeah. So that's why I kind of wanted to. And the the biggest complaint that people had on this book was one that they felt like they were reading a textbook because of the science, or two that they thought it was all over the place. But I believe this was his first book too, so it's a yeah. little. And the way it's structured, it it's like yeah, it's like it's doable that it's structured that way because there's not really like an overarching point yeah. he's trying to make. He's yeah. like going through these individual stories, so I think it's it's fine to. I think I'm going to get this for Sam's dad because he has his PhD in chemistry. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. interesting. Score some yeah. points. Totally. <laughs> you're about to be, like, you know, the newest family. We've been a family member for a while. But, yeah. But yeah. by law, you are now. Still don't understand his father, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I think he would like this book. I think Sam would like it, too. Not to talk about yeah. the Dorkies. I mean, I do. I really like it. And I plan. So I have a copy of 
his the violinist book and i have read like the first the chapter of it yeah, yeah. yeah and just i put it down for something and like i found it when i was unpacking when i moved and i was like i should probably read this yeah. the cover looks much like the cover of this book but it's just red mm-hmm. it's just red is burgundy with a violin yeah with a violin what is oh. it what is that book about sorry so i think that's more about like uh i think that so you said neurologist Hmm? Neurologist? No. So that's one of that's one of, Yeah, that's one a different neurologist. The violence thumb is more like biology, and I think that was DNA, specifically. Like, okay. Watson and Crick and all the people, the history of, like, all of the DNA stuff. Okay. Um, and then he has a new one that's, like, the breath that Caesar took. So it's, it's kind of a little bit more like this, where it's, like, elements in the air and, like, how air interacts with elements. Oh, okay. I feel like I've heard of that book before. It just came out in October. Yeah. I think that's probably why. But I may have talked about it when I assigned this book to you yeah. guys. That could be what you're trying to find, like, my favorite term that uh, he used. And I can't, oh, what chapter is it in? Because it's super fucking long. Um, but I remember reading it the first time, and I was just like, oh, okay, I was like, what, 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 what did I just read? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. did I just read? What, what is the, what is the meaning of what you've just given me? It might be in chapter nine. So, yeah, there were, like, I actually, I really liked the chapter where they talked about elements in the freezing area, too, because that one did get a little bit more term heavy, but then I thought all of the, he talks about Einstein in that one working with, um, an Indian researcher, and it was kind of like this. Um, Bose, who's an Indian researcher, Bose, 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 um, kind of is trying to solve a problem with one of his students and he makes a mistake, but he ends up getting a better answer than the answer he didn't make the mistake. So he kind of just goes, yeah, yeah, I meant to do that. And then he writes to (laughs) Einstein about it and Einstein's like, you got a good idea here going. And they like publish it and it comes up with like this whole big thing. Um, There's a lot of, um, which was kind of cool, streets and buildings named after at least someone from the Bose family yeah. in Calcutta. I don't know if it's that person specifically. I probably imagine. It could be. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Well, that was a great book. Um, join us next time. Who is next? You're next. We are reading. Oh, I had, I had funny reviews. Oh, okay. okay yeah. I did have funny reviews. Which I checked. So there was, and I'm not going to pull up my computer. So one of the funniest reviews that I had of this was someone recommending it as a good beach book. For no, the summer, no. and then their friend commenting and being like, "No, this is a horrible beach this book. Is Why would you even recommend <laughs> this? What the fuck? I mean, like, a, I was like reading a fucking chemistry book. Why would you recommend this? So it was really a funny, funny. It's definitely an enjoyable book, but I would yeah. read it like it's not at like your light. table with coffee, not yeah. the beach. Yeah. At the beach, you read like. Yeah, you, you trash. No, like trash. this was like out in the sun with like my pina colada. What? And, I would not even like, be able to comprehend. It was totally like I it's screenshotted just, it and posted it. Yeah, it's it just like, really was a fun. I'll have to retweet that. That's funny. This this nonfiction book, like some nonfiction books, to uh, be quite honest, except if they have like a character to story that tried to tell. Um, I like the fact that this is the kind of book that you can pick up and put down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at your leisure, you don't really have to read it from cover to cover. Yeah, um, you can pick out like you know whatever you want to read from and take from that what you will, and I do like that. And a very few nonfiction books to me have that element or quality to them. Yeah, so. it's hard to like pick up and put down like a biography of someone, but this it one kind of definitely does that. And then there's a book that's in similar um, format that I have, and it's like the matter and stuff that makes up it. I think is the name hmm. of the title, which came out in 2014, and this one came out in 2010, and a lot of people recommend that one as well but they do have a fair amount of overlap in some of the stories that are in them so because okay. again the history of these elements is kind of like it's the history yeah so 
So okay. there's definitely a bunch of books in this kind found of genre. It. You found it? Okay. Yes. Levo di hydroxy phalalaline. Phalalaline. What is that? Yeah. Why are we it's called about L-Dopa. That? It was my favorite term used oh. in one of the chapters. It was for, oh crap, it was actually used in the help of Parkinson's disease. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right, the awakening. Yeah, yeah the yeah. awakening, where people were like in vegetative comatose states and they gave them this drug. We all watched it in eighth grade. Yeah, so and these people like... were alert. Mm. And they were just like, oh, they were awake. So it was my favorite term and I also like the story that went behind it. It's called L-Dopa. Okay. For sure. <laughs> but I'm just like, that's a, that's a long name. It's like, what the, wait, what? <laughs> so... Yeah. Cool. And also, like, long, complicated words that cannot pronounce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gotta love chemistry. Yeah. So. Sweet. All right. Until next time, readers. Bye. Bye. Bye.